This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Hockey, of course, is in full swing. It is December, finally, as we record this. So as the uh, winter starts to come about, curiously not where Nate and I are in Denver, I bring in our co-host, Nate Lundy, and our hockey expert. Follow him on Twitter, at... Nate Lundy and Nate, uh, it, it, winter is coming. Maybe, like I said, not where we are in Denver, where they're on an all-time record for the longest uh, streak without snow if it continues into next week. But that doesn't matter too much when it comes to hockey because the ice is always cold. Absolutely it is. But, yeah, it's been very strange around here. For those of you maybe that didn't see the uh, the Broncos game this past weekend, it was about 68 degrees. Um, it's just the weather here has been nuts. But you're right. The ice is always frozen for us. And, in fact, Colorado, uh, the avalanche, actually on the road uh, in Toronto. So it probably feels a little bit more like winter uh, up north uh, there uh, in Canada than it does here in Colorado. Well, let's start right there, actually. The Avalanche are in action on a a situation playing the Maple Leafs. This is a team in Toronto that has uh, tied for the most points in the entire NHL. They're really good. This is a, uh, let's say, high-leverage matchup, a heavyweight fight. Uh, The Avs at 11-6-1 may not look so impressive in the total point tally, but that's because they've played so few games. They have been rolling without Nathan McKinnon, Oh, and by the way, tonight, Nathan McKinnon's back. Yeah, yeah, he is. And and what's interesting is I think there's a there's a number of different ways that you could bet this particular game uh, or how you could play this game, even in choosing some players. But, you know, from a DFS standpoint, for example, Sean, this is a game that I would probably I, I would probably stay away from. And it's because the over under is set at six. And I'm actually going to take the under in this one. I do believe that this is going to be a bit of a heavyweight battle, as you just talked about. It's one of the few times I think over the course of this season that you will see Colorado actually at plus money on the money line. They are a plus 105 in this game. They are the underdog as Toronto is at a minus 130. Uh, but I'm going to focus in on the total, and I think there are probably some people that think, well, wait a minute, Nathan McKinnon's coming back. Yeah, that's true, but please remember that Nathan McKinnon has only scored one goal this entire season. Now, I know he's missed a lot of games, and the Avs have not played as many games as the other teams around the league have, but McKinnon has not been scoring as of the beginning of the season Um, he does have nine assists and I do like his player prop to get an assist tonight uh, in the contest if you're if you're looking for a player prop to bet but I'm going to focus in on the under couple of reasons one the heavyweight battle that you talked about two Toronto has actually hit the under in nine out of their 13 home games that they have played this season so they really uh, you know despite how good they are doing uh, in the point total in the standings they have been doing it by trying to keep teams suppressed by trying to play some good defense, strong blue line, keep folks from being able to get high-danger chances. Um, And so they have been under, and in fact, in the last 10 meetings between these two teams in Toronto, and obviously we have to go all the way back to 2019-2020 to be able to see those because they did not play in Toronto last season, um, the under has hit in seven out of those 10. So I just feel like this is a game where we're going to see both of these teams try to clamp down. I think goals are going to be at a premium. They may very well be. Obviously, the goaltending for uh, Toronto has been outstanding this year. They're, they're top two goaltenders, uh, goals against uh, under two. For the Avalanche, not so much. Their goals against for both their goaltenders, Darcy Kemper and Jonas Johansson, nearing 
three. So that's one of the reasons for concern. But that said, uh, this to me is is easy, Nate. As much as I like Toronto and as much as I like them at home for all the reasons you said, uh, the Avalanche at plus money with Nathan McKinnon coming back, mm-hmm. yeah, just sign me up for that. I won't worry about any of the other fancy stuff. I'll just take <laughs> them on the money line to win uh, plus money. Hey, and plus see how odds that are goes. good, man. You don't get that very often, especially with a team the caliber of the Avalanche. No, you do not. And so I will hop all over that. And we go from a couple of really good teams to a couple of teams that are not as good, although Detroit seems to be rounding into form. The Detroit Red Wings will host the Seattle Kraken tonight. Night. The Red Wings now 11-9-3, but more importantly, 7-2-2 two, and two at home. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think that the we talk about the home ice. We talk about how the Kraken have been uh, on the road versus at home. We've seen that actually with a number of teams across a number of sports. I'm looking at you, Portland Trailblazers, who have been just absolutely horrendous on the road. Um, but in this one, again, this is kind of an unusual thing and, and a theme to today's podcast. And that is I'm focused again on the total here, which is at five and a half. Both of these teams uh, very forgiving, as you sort of cleared your throat and intimated uh, as we started yeah. to talk about this one. Um, they're very forgiving in terms of goal scoring. Seattle is actually favored in this one just barely. It's essentially a pick em, uh, for all intents and purposes when we look at the money line. But Detroit is on the second night of a back-to-back. I think that will factor into uh, the equation here. But Detroit, so far on the season and their last five, Five, the last five times, so this season rolling into the last five times that they have been on the second night of a back-to-back, all five of those games have gone over. Seattle has managed to be favored a handful of times over the course of this season. Well, six out of the seven times that they were favored, they have gone over. There's just I can just keep going and going, man. It's just there are so many trends that point to the over in this. And last but not least, Seattle, Philip Grubauer, 3.03 goals against average. Anytime you see a goaltender with a GAA that is above three, it has to be a red flag for you. And so again, I, much like we talked about with the Abs and, and the Leafs, I'm I'm staying away from the money line pick in this one. I'm focused much more in on the total because I've got a lot more confidence that we're going to see the puck cross the line several times. Yeah, and I, I agree with you on that. I don't really know who's going to win this game. Uh, I, I like Detroit, but that second game of a back-to-back does matter, even though I do like them at home, and so I'm not comfortable picking them outright. But uh, I do look at a couple players that may be good player props. Uh, Lucas Raymond, of course, uh, is having a terrific year, not so much in the uh, in the goal scoring, although there's nothing wrong with nine. It's the 12 assists in, in the games that he's played. He's already up at 21 points. Guys like Dylan Larkin, he does have 10 goals on 56 shots, so uh, really effective scoring. In a game where I expect to see goals scored, yeah, I I like guys like Raymond, I like guys like Larkin to go ahead and get points on the night, whether you feel confident for uh, you want a goal or an assist, goal, go to Larkin, uh, assist, go to Raymond, but if you can get either of them just for uh, a point, I like both tonight. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think you brought up a great point. It's why I said that to a certain extent I was staying away from any DFS plays in the Avs Leafs game because I think it's it has the potential to be a, you know, two to one, you know, three to one. I mean, it could be a game like that where there's not as much scoring, so maybe not as many opportunities. This one, I agree with you, Sean. There's a lot of players that I think you could you could stack in this particular game from a DFS standpoint. Um, and the other thing, um, 
Thomas Grice, uh, who will who is expected to start in goal for the Red Wings, uh, his last two starts, he has given up four goals in each one of them. Yeah, that's uh, that's reasons for concern. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> we will go down to Anaheim, go out west for our, our final matchup of the evening, and that's where the Vegas Golden Knights take on the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks eight four and one. The Knights. Five and four on the road. And if you're just making the assumption, well, come on, the Knights have been really good. The Ducks are, they're mediocre. Well, not so fast. The Ducks are 27 points in 23 games. Good for third in the Pacific. The Vegas Golden Knights, 24 points in 21 games. That's good for fifth. Of course, the two games in hand for the Knights, it's probably pretty fair to say this is an even matchup, Nate. Yeah, it, it very much is, and that brings us back. We're going to go three for three on, on today's podcast, Sean. I, I'm focused in on the total again. The Ducks are on the second night of a back-to-back. They faced the L.A. Kings uh, last night. When I see teams on a back-to-back, um, frequently, not always, but as you know, Sean, a lot of times night one is your top-end goaltender, night two is your secondary goaltender. Right. Not everybody follows that pattern, but for the most part, that's the pattern um, that it is, and I think that's what the Ducks are expected to do tonight uh, as they host the, the Golden Knights. So when you go to that secondary goaltender, frequently you're talking about somebody that gives up um, um, more high-danger chances, more opportunities for that goal, again, to cross the line. The Vegas Golden Knights are are averaging 3.5 goals per game over the course of their last 10, and they have scored at least two in all of those games. So uh, for me, I, I still think Vegas um, leaves some to be desired on their blue line, uh, shall we say. I, I don't think they're getting as much of the stops as, as they might like to see. They're warming up a little bit. So this is another one where I'm focused in on the total, and I'm going to take the over. Again, Ducks on the second night of a back-to-back, and Vegas just on a roll right now scoring. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to take Vegas uh, to win this. And I'm even comfortable taking the puck line on it as well because I think uh, the Ducks on that second game, that's a challenge. You'll probably be facing the second goaltender. Uh, Ryan Getzloff is day-to-day. He's obviously an important part of that that Ducks offense. And Vegas, like you said, has been uh, really scoring, even in the losses. They have lost, by the way, two of their last three, but they have been scoring in it. This is a team that puts up uh, a lot of goals. Uh, Robin Leonard should be rested. I feel like Vegas can take this this one tonight and it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those games it's four to one or five to two or something like that so i will take vegas uh, even on the puck line which if you listen to this podcast often you know i don't like to <laughs> yeah, do yeah so it it might not be a good plan yeah <laughs> now, you, you now and I'm me both talk we, myself out of it well you know what though I, I think to a certain extent though sean i really like the direction you're going with that particular pick because <clears throat> there's a uh, there's a stat that's used in in hockey you're familiar with it sean and, and folks that listen to the podcast over the course of the season we'll get used to you and I talking about it and it's called expected goals uh, per 60 basically expected goals per per game if you will and what is what what factors into that is um, the idea that you know maybe you're on an odd man rush um, from an offensive standpoint maybe you are in a situation where um, the expected goal again it it takes out maybe the, the the idea of the goaltender standing on his head right and throwing his leg right. in the air and he manages to nick it with the end of his skate and it goes up into the netting or whatever but the expected goals are was your team in a position to score on that particular rush or that particular play if you take these two teams right now 
Um, the the Vegas Golden Knights, I believe, are in the top three or top four in the National Hockey League in that category. So they are creating opportunities that at the beginning of the season they weren't cashing in on. Over the course of the last 10, they have been, as I talked about with their scoring. But the Anaheim Ducks are, I believe, 20th in that same category. So Anaheim has been able to to um, uh, to score at times, but they're not creating as many chances in that expected category of expected goals per 60. And so with those two things combined, again, it favors Vegas and Anaheim on the second night of a back-to-back. I think you're right on, Sean, by saying that this is one of those few times that you go with the puck line. Yeah, so that's what that's what we'll be taking a look at tonight, and uh, I feel like we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention, by the way, earlier today, uh, over at ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, a guy that you and I have had on, on our each of our shows over the years, uh, has talked about the news where the NHL will allow now sports wagering ads on jerseys and helmets beginning next year. Here will be the trick. They have to be allowed on only home uniforms and only a single game uh, betting is allowed in that state or in that province. But boy, what a sea change, Nate. What a time to be involved in wagering when you're getting to the point where leagues themselves are putting it on their uniforms. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what, Sean, it's also something that I think, you know, we have seen over the course of the last, you know, going all the way back to the to the real rise of, of daily fantasy with, with FanDuel, DraftKings. Um, we have seen a couple things. The NBA um, and Adam Silver um, has been very, um, you know, I, I think proactive in the space and recognizing that this was, you know, uh, a, a freight train coming at them that they needed to figure out how to um, to climb aboard as opposed to trying to stand in front of on the tracks. Right. Um, and I think that they did that. But the other thing that we've seen, especially from a from an NHL standpoint, is, you know, hockey recognizes, Sean, that in, in North America, I understand how big it is in Canada, but let's take North America as a whole. Um, we recognize the strength that the National Football League has, that Major League Baseball has, albeit at a different time of year, um, as well as the NBA. And the NHL has recognized that outside of Canada, but specifically within the United States, they fight a bit of an uphill battle to um, to make themselves... Um, you know, a, a big time player in the space. It's why I think their um, partnership with ESPN is so big right now um, that ESPN's getting them a lot more coverage and a lot more eyeballs. But I think the other thing we've seen them do is embrace this idea of, you know, that sponsorship patch of of trying to say, look, we need to be creative. We need to be willing to put our toes not only up to the line, but maybe over the line and try some things that the other leagues might be a little hesitant to do because we are continuing to try to build a footprint for ourselves, especially within the United States. And I think it's smart that the NHL is doing this and trying to be out in the forefront because those kinds of partnerships are what are going to continue to build up their audience for them, even if that audience is being developed in the gaming side of things. Well, fortune favors the bold, and that's exactly what we try to encourage right here on Sticks and Stacks. Give us about 15 minutes. We'll give you a tour through the NHL world and take a look at some of the three best opportunities tonight. That's what we did uh, this evening, so good luck with that. If you have not yet subscribed, please feel free to do so. I'm sure there's a little button somewhere nearby on wherever you're listening to this, and thanks for doing so. Uh, Nate, this has been a lot of fun. We'll do this again a little later this week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, and enjoy the games tonight, everybody. All right. Well, for Nate Lundy, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. I'm Sean Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And we'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.